0: Life Audio.
1: Welcome to the Crosswalk Devotional. We are delighted to have you with us. The topic for today is how to witness to others in a world like ours. The passage is taken from Mark 2.15, and we'll be right back with the devotional After a word from our sponsors.
0: In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before— Now, in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition, with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories, and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. Hi, friend. Are you stressed?
1: to witness to others in a world like ours. Devotional Reflections from Mark 2.15 by Dr. Michael A. Milton. This is Mark 2.15. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord will endure forever. How do we bear witness to Jesus Christ in a world like this? The answer has been multifold. Probably there is no greater book on the subject than neighbors, Christ, and culture, which identifies five ways that the church responds to a godless culture. How do we bear witness to Jesus Christ in a world like ours? Our age is a secular age, as the Canadian philosopher Charles Taylor put it, and it is becoming more so. Christians are often not tolerated. In a world where tolerance is a top ten virtue. So how do we faithfully maintain our witness as believers and share the gospel with others when those others are involved in sinfulness and a lifestyle that is far from God and his word and his way? Now there is an old saying where I come from that he had the same fleas as the dog he had lain with. And, of course, the idea is that someone in the community had corrupted his morals by associating with the immoral. He came away with the same fleas of vice and sin that they carried within themselves. That's the question. How do we share Christ in this kind of environment, the world that we know today? The Bible says that Jesus ate with sinners. Mark 2.15 says, As he reclined at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. Now, this became a problem for Jesus, for in the eyes of the Pharisees, they thought that his decision to associate with Tax collectors and sinners was to approve their lifestyle. We must remember tax collectors in this context does not mean IRS agents. Rather, it means those who worked for the Roman government, the provincial Roman government, and who had the opportunity to take a little off the top for themselves. And they were often Jews. So they were actually sticking it to their own people, getting rich off of stealing. That's what is meant here. And Jesus decided that these are the people that he would associate with. And again, this became a problem. If you are a paragon of piety, which the Pharisees fancied themselves, and if you demand that in others to be part of the club, well, Jesus just didn't fit. And for them... His association cast a shadow on his piety and placed him in the same class with the tax collectors and the sinners. I ask again, how do you witness, how do you share Christ in a world like ours? You certainly can't do it then by retreating from the culture, nor can you do it by participating in the culture. But there is a way to follow Jesus into the often dirty, seedier side of town, be it wealthy or poor, with a mission to bear witness and with a mission to bring others with you when you walk away, to bring them to Christ and to bring Christ to them. Well, first of all, I would say in answer to the question, how do we bear witness to those caught up in sin? that we, like Jesus, are with them, but we are not of them. Jesus did not participate with them in their stealing, in the other sins that were notorious with these various groups of people. He was with them, but he was not of them. Now, he was with them in the common things of humanity, eating and drinking, having supper, gathering together as a community. He did not retreat from the world. In fact, the Bible says in Mark 2.17, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus was with them, but he was not of them. Secondly, Jesus was with them, and he was for them. Now, this is very interesting because the Pharisees' piety was such that it excluded others in humanity. Their piety was something they had earned, something they had built, something they had cultivated. And others, lesser men and women, simply couldn't be part of their club. And they were not for those others. They were not using piety as a way to reach others, but using piety as a way to build walls between people. Not so with Jesus, for such piety was merely whitewashed tombs. Jesus was with them, and he was for them. In fact, some of his disciples, Matthew for one, came from tax collectors and sinners, and there were others. All of the disciples came out of some sort of quagmire of sinful behavior, doubt, unbelief, or despair. The Bible says that God sent his only begotten son into the world to save because the world is already condemned. God is for us. And if we live a religious life that excludes other human beings and is unconcerned for the plight of others, we can be absolutely certain that it is not a Christian life that we are leading. We must be for others, and that will motivate us to go. Christianity is essentially a mission. It was a mission of God to send his only begotten son. It is the mission of God to continually send his Holy Spirit into our lives to reach us. And it is the very definition of Christianity to have a concern for others, for the souls of others and for the lives of others. How are you doing that? And finally, we can be with them, for him, for Jesus. We are with the tax collectors and sinners in our day, maybe in our family, maybe in our own home. We are for them, and we are with them because of him, because he reached across the divide and came into our lives. We've got to ask ourselves, who are we in the story? Are we observers? Are we the pious Pharisees who refuse to be tainted by the sins of men and women in the world? Or are we the tax collectors and sinners at the table? The answer is self-evident. Christ saved me. He moved through the thick brush and debris of human frailty and outright disobedience to reach me with a word. Turn to me. Turn away from all other props and hopes that you have to make yourself better and fall into my arms by faith, and I will give you what you're looking for. In fact, I will give you a life so abundant it will transform your life And transform your wants and your desires, your decisions, the way that you fill up your time. We do not change our behavior to change our souls, but we receive by faith the power of Jesus Christ that changes us. And that is how we ourselves change destructive and painful Behavior. So we are with them, but we're not of them. We're with them because we're for them, and we're with them because we're for Him. In fact, we are from Him. We are those who have been transformed, reaching out to those like us. I trust and pray that this will be a blessing to you as you recognize God has called you not to isolation. To bear witness is a call to be with others and let your light shine, not as a pompous and prideful person of piety, but as a sinner saved by grace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Intersecting Faith and Life. How do we apply the principles that we've learned from this passage to our family? and friends, to our co-workers. How do we witness to others in a world like ours? The answer is as personal as how Jesus Christ ministered to us. A prayer. Lord of the harvest, you who came to us while we were still in sin, and became sin, so that we might become your children. Give us your love and mercy, and an expression of the grace we have received, to share that grace in your name with others. In Christ's name I pray, Amen. For further reading, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, John chapter 3, and Hebrews chapter 12. I mentioned a book that you might be interested in, Christ and Culture, by Richard Niebuhr. The Lord bless you and keep you.